gentlemen, let's make a prediction for Jermaine Johnson. What do we think? What are we thinking? What do we got? What what what's the uh, remind me of the top? So it goes Jacksonville no, one. Re, re, yeah, remind me the three through th- three through six. Jacksonville one, Detroit at two, three is Houston, four is Jets, five is Giants, six is Carolina, seven goes back to the Giants, eight is Atlanta, nine is Seattle, ten is Jets. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson. This here presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here on a Wednesday night, not a Thursday night, but a Wednesday early evening night because we have the NFL draft to preview heading into tomorrow, big time weekend ahead, which we will be discussing a lot of. Most certainly, number one, Jermaine Johnson, who has a potential to be an early, early Thursday night pick. Florida State fans should be excited for that. Along with a transfer that hit the portal, Florida State loses a defensive end with Quashawn Fuller. We will discuss that and how that affects Florida State moving forward into 2022. And then VZ has a couple things lined up for us basketball-wise to give us some updates there on some new official signees. And we will most certainly go ahead and give you guys the rundown on all of that. As always, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. If you're on that YouTube right now, hit the like button. If you're on iTunes, subscribe. Or if you're on iTunes, also rate us five stars if you want to. If you want to, not forcing you, but definitely appreciate it. Gentlemen, good evening. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Good to see you guys. And but we're missing we're missing uh, Dustin Osavizi up there with the lead basketball writer, Sports Illustrated, NoGameDay.com, and then Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider, Sports Illustrated's NoGameDay.com. How are we doing, fellas? Happy Wednesday. Is it really missing someone if we don't want them to be here? I know. I'm ready for Jermaine to get paid. Oh, yeah, same. Oh, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Handsomely. Yeah. Handsomely. It's going to be, you know, so, I mean, it sounds like, you know, top five is almost coming very realistic. Yeah, no joke. It's certainly getting there. I mean, I don't, I don't talk about it, but it's it certainly looking that way, at least a little bit. Yeah, no, it seems like it's rising. We'll get to that. And just a few, but you know, one of my favorite times of the year is the NFL draft. And I think it's also Austin's, but just being able to sit there and, you know, a handful of these players will come out and end up being stars uh, for the NFL. And, you know, 
maybe not so much of a heavy draft for Florida State, but if you want a star power guy on a Thursday night, which you always want to have, you've got that. So Florida State fans should be very excited for what should be a really exciting night in Las Vegas, which I don't even know how that's going to go. We'll talk about that in a minute, but they've got some crazy stage, crazy stage set up too for some of these big guys walking across that water. Um, but let's jump into the really big news. Nothing too significant this week coming out of Tallahassee in the Florida State football program. The biggest thing and the only thing really is Florida State's defensive end, Quashon Fuller, electing to lead the program and enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, this is a veteran guy that was looking to have a pretty big spring to jump into the very early rotation and try to jump ahead of some other players and compete with Derek McLendon uh, along with a new transfer, Jared Verse. But I think Verse might have uh, ruined that show. How big of it is a hit right here for Florida State? Nate, maybe not so in a starter's realm, but depth-wise heading into 2022, you think? Uh, you know, I, I think it is a depth hit, but I don't – I think it's pretty clear after spring that, you know, he got passed up. And, you know, we talked about last week about defensive end and how we think it unfolds, but he had to have a, a, a solid spring to be in that too deep. And I think he just got passed. You know, you have, you know, Briggs moving over, you know, that, that made it harder for him. And with the emergence of, of Patrick Payton and and getting some really good quality play from Verse and McClendon um, taking that next step, I, I just think he got passed. You know, and he's a guy going into his third year, so playing time. Very important for him, and he's not going to get that at, at, at Florida State, not what he wants or thinks he deserves. So, you know, he's making the decision to, to look somewhere else. And for me, I think that's what it just comes down to is that it's limited minutes, limited reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, for Fuller, you know, great guy. You know, whenever we've been able to conversate with him, uh, definitely represented Florida State. Uh, very well, and I thought he had a decent spring. But you know, the factor of having a guy like Jared Verse come in with that immediate impact that he had in the spring, and then be able to jump—we see him running with the ones too in the latter half of spring camp. That kind of diminishes your thought of, "Hey, well, I've been here for this long, and I feel like I should get a little bit more playing time." And I'm sure maybe there's some conversations went down with Mike Ravel and the, Adam Fuller on, on that situation. But mm-hmm. the factor of, of losing probably a depth piece is where you want to look at this out of everything, you know, and that, that stinks. Yeah. He, he has some, uh, some plays that, you know, the Notre Dame game far and away is his best game. You know, he had as a null and they had those two back-to-back plays and, you know, he played a lot last year in, in a backup role, but still, you know, didn't really necessarily impact the game. He just provided minutes for the starters to to get a break. So I know there was some discussion on Twitter about you know how much of a loss this is, and you know, like I said, for me, it's just a depth piece. Um, I, I don't think he's in the too deep, and when it comes down to it, you know, they're gonna rotate the the four guys. I think when it comes down to it, so you know, I wish him luck. Like you said, Logan, he he's been a pretty good null since he was at FSU, so. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, guys 
guys develop quicker or, you know, guys come onto the scene or it's just a different game now in college football. So. Yep. And I was just about to bring this up here and you put this on one of the guys to watch out for, to have a breakthrough spring Nate on one of your pieces of sports illustrated Norgame.com. You talked about Pat Payton, young, young defensive end who put on some significant size. And I was Mm -hmm. having a good time being able to text you and give you the details while at camp watching him have some dominant series. And we heard really good things out of one of the scrimmages this spring camp. And if you're looking for a guy, you know, you lose Quashon Fuller. Yes. But if you're looking, if you're a fan right now looking for a guy to step up, who's that going to be? My opinion right now, it's number 56, Pat Payton. No, I agree. I mean, I, I I think that versus Fuller McClendon are your your top three, but I think when it, like I've said numerous times, I just think that you know the, the staff is really high on Peyton coming in as a pass rusher. You know, he's gifted. Um, he understands, even though he's not the the biggest guy coming in, he understood leverage and how to use his hands very fast off the edge and he's been able to maintain that while putting on 40 pounds. So, you know, it, it, it's coming together for this kid you know, like you want it to, um, you know, not every kid is a, a six, five, 240 pound high school senior. You know, you gotta like let these recruits grow into what their frames could be. And, and this is a guy who, you know, worked his tail off last year. Um, and show some potential in practice and it's, it's come together for him. Yeah, no, it is. And like I said, Pat Payne, and this is far off and, you know, we're looking at the future. This doesn't necessarily affect 2022 season, but just in the defensive end room while we're on it, I really like to the strides and the start for Dante Anderson still has a lot Mm -hmm. of room to work. Most certainly. Yes. Um, technique, putting on more size. But I will say Dante Anderson showed up a, a lot bigger to spring camp than I thought he would as a true freshman coming in. We don't know fully still yet from FSU side. Full scholarship, half scholarship. Don't really give a damn just from what mm-hmm. we saw, though, on the field. I saw some really nice some really nice reps from Dante Anderson. That's future. This really doesn't affect like how Krishan Fuller would be this upcoming next season. But I do think this is a, a decent hit to Florida State's defensive end room, but it's not going to hurt it. It's not going to be a brutal one. I think Florida State feels at least confident there in that room, and maybe they saw that you know they want to get give uh, Pat Payne some more some more playing time, and they want to get him mm-hmm. out there for what they expect. Maybe he to have a big twenty twenty three season. So you know maybe it, they want to throw it, him in there more. It, I mean, just from the couple conversations and. You know, the writing on the wall, it seems like, you know, the staff is going in a different direction than maybe what's been on the, on the field the past few years. So I'm sure they had a conversation, like you said, that came down to, to playing time and, you know, not going to get it here. So it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, so best of luck to him and Krishan Floyd. He'll get, you know, if that, if he's electing to try to go play elsewhere, I think he'll get grab a great opportunity. Um, I'm sure he'll get picked up by a really solid school. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, Let's jump into some NFL draft, gentlemen, because that's mainly why we're here. Right, Austin? Second favorite time of the year. It's March Madness and NFL draft. 
the mic love came it. on. I, I heard the mic come on. I was like, yeah, VZ's ready. <laughs> love it. Ready. I love this weekend. It's so awesome. all, we're all three NFL guys, aren't we? V, I, 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 like, I like trying to figure out who's going to be the sleeper. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, especially trying to figure out who's going to be the, you know, the guy for the, you know, you know, for fantasy football. You know, who's going to be that guy who's going to su- surprise people? That, that's what helps you win those those leagues. Is you know, this guy who may be a second, third, or fourth round NFL pick, but gets in the right system and just balls out. So, you know, I, I you know, kind of, you know, like a little bit like recruiting. I like figuring out who's going to be. You know, he's, he's going to be the guy because there's always sleepers and always busts he's trying to figure out who, who that's going to be. Y'all's biggest storylines going into this. What is the ones have y'all been watching out of uh, everything going on so far? Is it quarterbacks? Is it ends that th- seem to be with Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah, it's got to be the edge rushers. Yeah. It really how that plays out. Cause there, there's a very realistic scenario where the first three is – Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchison, and Kayvon Thibodeau. And if that happens, Jermaine Johnson's looking at four at the Jets going, man, <laughs> am I paying for a nice payday here? Um, yeah, I think it's really just how this top five works out because obviously you got some good tackles on the board and Equanu and Evan Neal. You know, mm-hmm. Mark Gardner's had a really nice pre draft process. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that top five plays out, but especially those edge guys because who, who knows what the hell the Jags are going to do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean – I don't really understand Walker going first. No, I mean, it just, I mean, I don't know. And, and like we talked about in our, our little chat, it seems like they've pegged uh, Thibodeau a, 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 as the character concern. And I don't understand that one either. But it looks like, you know, Jermaine's going to be the benefactor because he's, he's nailed this pre job process really well. So you know, having a great season and then, Nail this process, great senior bowl, combine, meetings, everything. So I w- it wouldn't surprise me for him to be the third one off the board. Yeah, I mean, even after the season, they're they saying Johnson's like, eh, maybe like an early second, he might sneak into the back end of the first. Then he goes to senior bowl, is by far the best player there, which we talked about on this podcast. Has done well in seemingly every interview, every pre-draft meeting. He he's done as well as any player in this process to, to get himself paid. Um yeah. and now he's at worst, what, a top ten pick? I mean, at, maybe at the very worst thirteen to Houston. point. That's like the baseline for him now. Uh, I think that's like the bottom. And we know the Jets like him and they have two picks in the top ten. Yeah. I was invited to a Jets space last night, which was pretty weird and crazy because you know, New New York people, they're 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 wild, but you know, being able to talk with them and their high interest, you know, being able to speak with Damian Wood, Damian Woody um, from ESPN, that was wild experience. But just to be able to talk about Jermaine Johnson, one of their biggest questions that they had for me was character concerns about Jermaine, and I was like, well, "Well, what's going on here?" And what they were talking about is why did he go from Georgia to Florida State in a year? And so I was able to spell on that and just truly show what he did here in Tallahassee, you know, hasn't even been here for a year really. And what he was able to accomplish buying into Mugnerville's program after only winning three games the previous year and buying into that coach, the process and the system. And I also noted that do you look at Georgia's defensive line class specifically this draft Mm -hmm. and see those guys going. So would you blame a guy 
for him to come here and have an immediate playing time and have that impact and be the ACC defensive player of the year um, and rack up all of those stats doesn't really, I, I kind of told him, you know, don't, don't be too concerned about that. And I also don't understand too much of um, homeboys. I keep on freaking forgetting his name, but Kayvon Thibodeau, there you go. Kayvon Thibodeau's the whole, there's always one player that you're worried about character, all that kind of stuff. But I think him, he's just simply thinking of the future and thinking about business stuff. And he went to Oregon and do his thing there. And maybe the lack of maybe playing the production and their PAC 12 championship this last season. But I'm not too worried about Kayvon Thibodeau and what he's going to do. We kind of saw that thing with Michael Parsons last year, right? I mean, Michael Parsons Mm -hmm. was seen as like a top five guy and he ended up going, what was it? 11th to Dallas. I mean, so it happens every year with one guy, whether it's legitimate or not. It, it always happens to somebody. Um, and it's the same thing with Thibodeau. We've, we've heard as high as number one overall pick. We've heard as low as, you know, outside the top ten. Yeah. No, it keeps uh, rising. Yeah, uh, Eden Rappaport, you know, was talking. I saw it on Twitter where coming into the process, based off the season, you know, some were saying, you know, late first, at the best, mid first round, but – you know, he's really starting to hear he's a hot commodity at, at defensive end. So, you know, w- w- you know, how shocked would you be if he gets taken second behind Walker and Oof. he goes before Hutchinson? It's hard to see Hutchinson falling past Detroit. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's Michigan yeah. born and raised. It's hard to see Hutchinson going past two. Especially I, that's, I, a, that's I, a Dan Campbell kind of guy. Yeah, but I, I don't really understand the Bosa comparisons and everything, but no. – he doesn't have the same athleticism, really. No. I think he's going to struggle a little bit in the in the pros. It, it's one we'll of those see. draft classes. It's like there, there's no bonafide guy, and it's weird. You know, in the past, we've had the Bosa's. We've had the Chase Young's. We've had the Miles Garrett's. And I like so that. Some, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It, there's so many different things that could happen just because I think- there's no true number one option. And there's no true, like, number one quarterback that everyone's going to want to trade their entire future for. Mm-hmm. Like that top three, top five is like, there's a lot of question marks on what teams want to do. And I think teams are still trying to figure that out too. They like a lot of players. And so that's why you got to really think, hmm, do I want Jermaine Johnson or do I want to go with Thibodeau just because, you know, that's the guy since day one going into the 2021 season. And yeah, yeah, we've kept a good eye on him. Or do you go Jermaine Johnson, whose draft stock has continued to rise and rise? Because when we were going into the 2021 season and through the middle of that, we were like, okay, this is, you know, people were talking about him chirping a little bit late or, you know, late first, early second. And then, you know, he kills it, that Miami game. You're like, okay, he's put himself nationally on the map. And then this is a first round guy. And then you see him go kill it at the, at the senior bowl. He kills it at the combine. Of course, they love the way that he ran his 40. And then you look over to, you know, his pro day matching with Kayvon Thibodeau in the bench press. And then it seems like, dominating those interviews with scouts, coaches, assistants, everything of that nature. You know, that, that's the, that's the thing that I think that's, that's why it just keeps on rising and rising on these draft boards. And I, the jets love them. And I can tell you all those fans in there last night, love, love Jermaine Johnson. They'd love to have him. They also want a corner. They also want an offensive lineman for their quarterback, but they also have a two picks in the top 10. So they can, they can kind of move around a little bit, mm-hmm. but they still want a corner and they still want a defensive end. But in my opinion, what's more essential is a defensive end. So well, best case for them would be probably, you know, 
take Gardner if he's available at four, then hope whoever's the best end at the next spot. I mean, there's there's so many teams in the top ten that need edge help. I mean, we've already talked about the top three. The Jets need edge help. The Giants need edge help. The Falcons need anything. The Seahawks need edge help. I mean, there's just so many teams in that top ten. Like seven of the ten picks could could take a defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, so Johnson's in a great scenario. Really, he really is. Yeah, and I, I think too. You know, his he'll be there. Um, he's already in Vegas right now doing interviews, and I believe he told us too before pro day that he's holding an event up there in his hometown with some of his family too, to watch the NFL draft. So that'll be awesome for that. And so we'll get a good, nice raw reaction of him and Vegas, man. I, I, it'd be so cool if he went to the Vikings, Eden Prairie, Minnesota native. I mean, that's where that'd be a nice defensive end class. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's where the Vikings training facility was for a long time was Eden Prairie. Yep. Um, Hometown. That'd be really cool. I don't think it's going to happen, especially with the Vikings signing Zedaria Smith in the off season, but Having a trio of edge rushers and Smith, Johnson, and Daniel Hunter, that'd be scary. Yeah. How how bad do you – this doesn't have anything to do with FSU, but the, the quarterback class, I think there's not a first-round pick. And, you know, there's going to be two or three teams that draft the quarterback in round one that are going to, I think, regret it in three years. No, I think uh, – I, I, I'm not let's, so happy. Let's, let's make it FSU later because – there's a lot of talk about the Saints taking a quarterback, but I don't think mm-hmm. they would trade for a second first round pick if they thought there's going to be a quarterback they help them win. Because you know the Saints, they want to win now. They're going to try and get two guys that can help this team win now. I don't, I don't see this like that quarterback. Jameis was, was winning last year before he got hurt, so yeah. I wouldn't. You know, if I were them, I would wait and see what happens with, with James and how he, how he looks. I understand that, but you know, I think we'd all agree Willis is probably the best prospect but i don't think any of these guys are on one potential i think sam Howell, you know played himself on out of round one i think after his first two seasons you know he had it all over him you know top five pick and you know he struggled last year but i think some of that was part of the the offense and only having one guy back and losing the two running backs i think some of that was the offense um you know I, i'm still a big fan of sam Howell, but I just don't know if there's a, a you know, I, I think I saw Willis take it at like number five for the for the Giants. I'm like, no, mm. I, I mean, I, I I've seen, if... you've seen him go as high as two to Detroit. Mm. I mean, you, there's, I don't know. there's a lot of talk about that, and you also have to think Detroit has two picks in the top. I think in like the thirty to thirty five range, they have two picks right in that range, so they could package both of those in the top twenty and t- go up and take them. Well, how bad does um, Detroit want to suck for how much longer? Detroit. That's what they're known for. I mean, <laughs> they're going to do this for eternity. Um, I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh likes Malik Willis. I know Logan's smiling behind his microphone over there. Oh, yeah, sure, there's going to be teams that Pittsburgh see that and want to jump them. Freaking picket. Oh, yeah, whatever. What did you just say? Well, I'm getting Malik Willis, so I'm not getting Kenny Pickett. Get me Pickett's, off of that. It seems like Pickett's falling because I've seen a lot of like mid-second round for him lately. Which a there's a lot of, of talk at one point where he's going to Carolina at number six. Like this quarterback class is all over the place. You didn't even mention Desmond Ritter, but it seems mm-hmm. like he's getting a lot of buzz th- this Matt- last week or two leading up to the draft. And I don't, I don't get that one at all. Yeah, Carson Strawn he- had a lot of hype at one point, but mm-hmm. I think he's now like late day two guy. Yeah, it I seems like just- Ritter has dropped or, or jumped, maybe Pickett, 
into that second position. I, I think so. I, I think it's Willis and Ritter, and then you can make that argument argument for third between, you know, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, and uh, and Kenny Pickett for that third one. I I stay away from Matt Corral, in my I opinion. Would too. Yeah, uh, I would you know, too. just the injuries, and you know, you talk about character. You know, he's yeah, you know, a little bit of a turd, and and you know, I I, I wouldn't go as far as Johnny Manziel, but you know, he's very Baker Mayfield ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's this quarter. That's a thing. It's like it's going to be entertaining. Like I know that the big talk, whatever, is that there isn't like prize thing. That like prize player. This is not like a class full of just monsters everywhere. But I think there's definitely talented players, most certainly. But this is what's going to make it really interesting because these teams are in desperate needs of a lot of things, and there's going to be a ton. I think there's going to be it's going to be full of trades. And I know my Steelers. I don't mm. think Willis is going to last all the way down to twenty. I, I just don't see that really happening. Yeah, I, think I think they're going to have to make a move. For him. Or I think they're going to have to make him. I think it could be us. We could do it again for not like you know we got our running back. We trade up to get Najee um, last year. Let's let's do it again. This is not a guy that's going to play year one. No, but I, I there's a lot. That's a thing. There's a high ceiling with Malik Willis, there's a lot of things to still work with on him. Or Pittsburgh. is there a scenario where like a, a team like, let's say a team like Atlanta, you know, they, they need so many things. Let's say they trade back to like the 15, 16 range. And then Malik Willis is sitting there going, well, we kind of suck anyways. Let's just take him now. <laughs> or the Panthers, the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers That's what I'm worried or, about. Or the worried. Seahawks. Yeah. I'm worried about the Panthers. I, I think they're gonna have to make a move. I think, I think the Steelers and giants are gonna have to talk and figure something out. I'm just don't know. I don't know. Who, I got... who, who do you have as wide receiver number uh, 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 as a top? I think I Williams. Think, uh, this is the best Jameson. In, in a while. It's a, I mean, it's a deep draft. I don't know if it's as good as last year's group. I, th- I thought yeah. last year's wide receiver class was really strong. Even the year before with, you know, when you had Justin Jefferson and those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun group between Garrett Wilson and, and Jameson Williams. I know Drake London gives, gets a lot of love. I don't know how great he's going to be in the next level. Um, just because we, we, we've seen more route runners be great mm-hmm. in the NFL now instead of those big physical go up and get them receivers. Um, I, I think Chris Olave's really slept on right now. Um, I know Traylon Burks from Arkansas is getting a lot of love. There's some really good receivers. Really good receivers. I, I think Olave is more of a one trick pony. You know, he, he's a deep route, doesn't really block too much. Uh, some of the Saints on, would on love to have. The Saints would love to have him for Jameis. I think if James same with James. If Jameson didn't hurt his knee, I think he'd be a oh yeah, fire top ten pick. I think he'd be the you know, he's definitely top wide receiver in my opinion. In my but, opinion, if he was if he wasn't hurt, absolutely. I, I I would put you know a guy I'm watching is George Pickens. You know before his his injury, mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't be surprised the team you know take him in the second or third round. The guy I really like is Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Just his yeah. catch rate is just insane for someone his size. Mm-hmm. I think if he goes to a team like the Chiefs, I mean, I just can't support anyone from Penn State. I feel nah. that. I feel yeah. that. But Dotson was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's surefire yeah. guy that can yeah. grab the ball. You don't have to worry too Penn much State about that. Just, mm, yeah. I want to get to this. I've had this comment up here for a minute though, and uh, this is from Antoine ask or saying is a draft. The draft hype really real on Akeem Den, and we're talking about 2023 here. I saw he was projected first round next year by one site. Uh, that might have been us. We put the report out on it, but we didn't project that. Um, I think he can have a big season, says Antoine. And so this would pro- we put out a piece yesterday 
which we were kind of, you know, we were just always looking for content. And out of nowhere, one of our writers, Charleston, found a piece from WalterFootball.com projecting for the 2023 NFL mock draft. Akeem Dent, Florida State defensive back to be a first-round pick, says Bill Belichick loves his versatile defensive backs. He'll need one with Devin McCourtney nearing retirement. Akeem Dent improved as this past season progressed. He can come play cornerback and safety. He's projecting him to be a number 14 overall pick for the 2023 class. And you're kind of forgetting Jamie Robinson here too, if you're talking about a Florida state defensive back, but. Um, well, I think that yeah. Dennis, you know, played pretty solid as a freshman, battled the injuries in year two, took a major leap in year three, in my opinion, you know, found his home at safety. Um, I think as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to really have a, a great shot for, at minimal, uh, an all-conference type season. Um, looked great in the spring. Um, he's a good athlete. You know, he's someone that could go to a combine and, and, and do really well. You know, if he could put more, more good tape out there. I don't know about 14. That seems a little high. But, I, was, I was just about to say, safeties don't you know, have much value these yeah. days. It, like, there's... It goes running backs and yep. safeties as far as the least yep. value positions right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, maybe linebackers, but it's it's tough to see him go top twenty as great of a season as he might have. Mm. I, that's just hard to believe, really. But you know, him being able to slide over the corner, I think, would help him. But you know, I mean, fourteen seems kind of high. You could look at a guy like Jalen Petrie from Baylor this year, who's going early second at best, and he could play safety, slot, corner. He could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen yeah, this? I, I agree. Y'all seen this draft stage, which I think is going to be incredible tomorrow night. I can't wait to see Jordan Davis get on it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So they've got uh, they've got these platforms. You're going to walk across. They got another one over here, and, I, and you're going to walk over here. I guess they're going to have fireworks. I, I want to see colored fountain for whichever teams can pick first of all. And I also want to see like two defensive linemen or offensive linemen just go on a battle right here, and whoever gets knocked off first gets picked before that person. I think that's how that's it funny. should be like battle each other out. Whoever gets thrown into the water first, boom, you don't get selected. You get it selected. Whoever stays on the platform. I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I would love, I would love to have been there. We did get, we did get asked from SI if we wanted to go, but too much, too much busy stuff going on. I will be, we'll be down in Tampa tomorrow uh, at the one buck for doing some bucks game day coverage. So um looking forward to being down there and with Me? the bucks facility no no then you didn't get your invite yeah why not they Damn. did their background check on you oh is that so? <laughs> they checked your twitter that's all they had to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's all that was pretty good um but yeah any of... no he did not disagree at all not i at all. i would never change on Twitter. Exactly. Oh, that's what Twitter's for. We're about that. We have a new uh, father with Elon Musk. It seems like we'll have a little bit more free speech, a little bit more bullying, maybe. That's what I get. If you, I, I don't, I don't ever block anybody. Like that's the thing about Twitter. If you know someone hating on you, send you stuff, then the thing is, you get to tweet them back and say something to them, mm-hmm. and then they could do it back, and then you could do it. It's free speech. Yeah, man. It's fun. That's how it should be. Um, I was going to just go to Yahoo real quick. This is the latest projection from them. I sound like I'm 
in a different country with that kind of uh, voice I had there. But Jermaine Johnson to the to the New York Giants at number seven. Got Trayvon Walker going Georgia defensive end, and Walker's been pushed up a lot. And I feel like the last forty eight hours has he not? He's. I mean, there's been a lot of talk. Apparently, you know, Trent Baalke for the Jags likes guys with long arms, and Walker's <laughs> got as long of arms as anybody in that defensive lineman class, but it's just like, I don't know how much of it was him and how much of it was the rest of that D line at Georgia with Jordan Davis and, and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt, yeah. I mean, those are three first round guys. How much of it is, is really Walker? We'll see. These mock drafts are all over the place, man. I'm telling you. I mean, you got Kayvon Thibodeau, y'all, who's projecting him to be picked by the Seahawks at number nine. I, I, I think that with with him, with Walker, I think that he came on late, national title, great defense, um, you know, is a phenomenal athlete. So I understand. But, you know, NFL always gets enamored with big athletes that maybe just get overdrafted. I, I don't understand him going number one. I mean, I I think he's a top ten prospect, but first overall, I'm not, I'm not sure. No, it's it's wild. Let's let's jump into. We've gone through all of these storylines. I'm sure some more things will pop up too. But I want to jump into who's going to be selected possibly next for Florida State, and I think that's going to be between I think Deshaun Corbin and Kier Thomas. I think we can start off with Deshaun. Um, I think he fits better in a system like maybe Kansas City where you're shuffling around a couple of other running backs. I don't think he's a pure starter kind of guy like you've got a Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, McCaffrey, that, that's not your kind of running back. I think he's a guy that you can throw into a rotation of running backs. Um, but we'll see. I, I think he he's a guy that's a third roundish, in my opinion. We'll see if he goes on the second day. Maybe we'll there's maybe potential, but running backs still, they don't go early. So I wouldn't be shocked if you're mm-hmm. looking at Saturday where he gets selected, but you know, we heard really good things about him and his prep interviews and looked good uh, at the combine. So we'll see, but at least for the system, all I can really say is a, a system like Kansas city's where he can be used in a, in a three headed, a two headed kind of uh, running back room. I, I like him actually in like Tampa Bay. I was going to say you know, Miami. You know, just agree with you on the, um, you know, I don't know if he's an every down 20 carry back, mm-hmm. but and the way that, you know, even like an offense like New England, that they use their backs a lot in the, in the passing game. And that's something I think that, you know, Corbin's pretty good at. And, you know, like you said, he had, he's had a pretty solid uh, lead up to the comp, to this, you know, this, this whole process. So third, third or fifth round anywhere for him. I would be kind of surprised if he went that high. Um, just running backs are so undervalued these days. And just, you know, just doing a quick, you know, Google search, looking around, it's, it seems like he's like a round five, round six guy at best right now. Um, NFL.com has him as an undrafted guy. Mm. It's just running backs just don't have much value these days. Um, there's not many teams that need a running back. That's also part of the thing. Even a team like San Francisco, who rotates every running back possible, they have like five running backs right now. Um, what about him on special teams? That's the thing. That's, that's, that's got to add some value. 
Yeah, we'll see how it plays out, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't see him going before round five, but that's just me. I hope he does because I, I, th- I thought he was really good for Florida State this season. I but think, yeah. We'll see. I think value or just if we're doing just player rankings right here, it'd be Jermaine Johnson and then Keir Thomas for me and then yeah. Corbin. Um, just mm-hmm. out of if we're doing those kind of rankings, who goes first? It just really depends. I feel like it was total disrespect. And like I've been saying for months, someone should be arrested for not having an invite be sent to Keir Thomas to the NFL Combine. And, you know, I think that put a chip on his shoulder going into pro day and such and looked good, trimmed off some fat too, and looked quick. But I really like Keir Thomas. I'd take him in Pittsburgh in a heartbeat. It's just you saw what Jermaine Johnson did, and, you know, that was a highlight guy. But if you look at it, we talked about him every other week, if not every week, for getting awards from ACC of being the ACC Defensive yeah, Player of the Week. It two Defensive Alignment of the Week awards. Yeah, and there was, was a stretch yeah. there. It was just Jermaine and Keir. Like back to back to back. Back and back. Just yeah, domination. it was like five, eight weeks, it felt like. I, I think he's going to be like a fifth or sixth round pick. I think someone's going to take him. I think he's definitely against like I think it was one of those where, you know, teams saw what he did in the season and go, oh, let's try and hide him by not inviting him to the combine and see if we can get him like late in like the sixth round. I think teams are trying to do that. But I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I I really like Keir Thomas. I, I think he's really slept on in this process. I don't think he had the greatest pro day. I thought he was gonna be a little bit stronger on the bench press. Um yeah. But I still think he's a really good player. Yeah, I mean how, that how was about- definitely shocking. How about the Callum Brooks? Where's he getting drafted? <laughs> Dude, what was coming? Dude, what was coming? This is your I'm sorry, man. Hey, hey, we love you, Derek Brooks. Alumni of Hear the Spear. Love you. I, I yeah, mean, love Derek. Love that, Derek. That's, that's nothing about Derek Brooks. I'm just. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, Kier, I'll take him. Uh, if someone, uh, if Tomlin, you're doing your, you love, you love addressers. Usually he comes to pro days every year. But I think because of the owners meeting being scheduled for FSU's pro day that weekend, kind of screwed that. But uh, here, we love you in Pittsburgh. Come on down, even though I don't live in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, I'm just speaking for our Pittsburgh people over there. Uh, And then I want to let's talk about, you know, maybe some guys that are on the fringe of really late Saturday to, you know, picking up a practice squad uh, deal. And I think number one out of these is probably between Jordan, probably Jordan Wilson, just because he, was active in his last season at Florida State and his only season. And then Emmett Rice. I think those two, in my opinion, maybe Miko Dotson jumps in there because of his pro day, but he also wasn't fully healthy his last season, true season at Florida State too. I liked what he was whenever he was fully healthy. I thought he was going to be one of Florida State's better defensive backs, but it's going to be between these three. Um, definitely when we bring up DeKalen Brooks, you know, and Emmett Rice, there's just no argument there. What looks like an NFL line linebacker, that's Emmett Rice. And I pull it for Emmett. Uh, I think he it leaks good, but I still think there's some work to be done with the NFL team. And I, I, whenever I was at fall camp or not fall camp, but fall practices, a lot of the scouts were just and lust of Jordan Wilson, mainly maybe because of his size. But I remember them asking a couple of the assistants there, uh, who's number four? Who's who's number four right there on offense? And uh, they they like they like Jordan Wilson and heard a lot of good things about him. And we'll see if he ends up getting a draft pick, if not a practice squad. But there's gonna be a lot of Knowles that uh, get some uh, chances. Who do you think? Who do you think out of those three? Who do y'all think? 
it's, Jordan, it's tough to, Jordan Wilson. It's, it's, it's tough to imagine anyone else getting drafted, just in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because mm-hmm. um, with Wilson, I mean, how often do we really see blocking tight ends, you know, get drafted these days? You know, they look for those downfield threats, guys that create mismatches. Which Wilson he almost did a, there in the latter half of the season. Nick yeah, Wilson's just a huge dude who's going who's gonna to punish you in the run game more than anything. I'm not saying he can't be a great threat down the field, but that's just what he was last season. Then with, with Rice and Dotson, which we didn't see them play last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that they, they have the tape in previous years to make a team go, yeah, we can take him like back half of the draft and, and take a chance on him. I, I, I don't know if there is that. I think Rice, if he was healthy last year, absolutely could have been taking the draft. He just he has that frame and that speed and that size that teams are starting to like to covet at their linebacker spots. He's a really rangy guy, sideline to sideline. But I don't know if teams trust the medicals right now. Man, I, I I feel so bad for Emmett because I feel like after two years ago, after that, during that UF game, God, if he wasn't hurt, man, I feel like he, I think he was contemplating just going ahead and entering his name into the NFL draft. And I just hate that, you know, injuries, injuries just hurt him so badly. But he told us he feels feels 100%, but I feel like he was already heading towards that NFL. If, if, if he would have finished off the season like he did and was a tackling machine in that Florida game, I think he would have just gone and entered the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I agree with Austin. I don't think they have enough uh, enough tape really to be considered a, a pick wise, but I can for, I can understand the uh, undrafted free agent route. Yeah, for sure. Especially a guy like Dotson, who I don't think he was ever fully healthy in his two years at Florida State. Um, but he had a really good pro day. I, th- I think he's absolutely worth at least a, a camp invite. Yeah, no, I think and a lot it, of these guys will. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if Rice is healthy, if he made it like a practice squad. You know, I mean, he's, he's a top to linebacker, like you said. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me for him to get signed as undrafted and, you know, head to the fall on, on some team's practice squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that pretty much headlines Florida State's room. Not a big one. Next year's should be. Uh, pretty fun to talk about if you're looking mm-hmm. ahead at 2023 with Fabian Lovett, Robert Cooper, Tate Rodemaker, <laughs> Jamie Robinson, King Dan. <laughs> but yeah, Jamie obviously King Dan since it seems like Bill Belichick's going after a King Dan. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? Is you're already pot- looking at. Is there potential for Trayshawn? If he has mm-hmm. a season. If he has if he has a good season, but it depends on the rotation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, With Benson maybe Ken coming McDonald in. if he finally has production because he has the size. Yeah. He's if got McDonald the size. Could put the production to the size, I think he might get a look. Tatum Bethune. Yeah. Um, he has a good season. I'm missing somebody, and I feel like I'm a complete idiot. Uh, well, wasn't who was being looked at an offensive line that was being projected? Robert Scott. Was that Robert Scott? Yep. Yeah, but he's got to be healthy. And we got to see an actual full season. Yeah, um, he, he needs a full season of tape for for any team to look at him. Really, you, you think you think Dylan Gibbons gets a shot? Maybe as like a as a late round guy. If he ends up being FSU's best, yeah, best lineman potentially. Kim McDonald. I'm, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying with McDonald. If he can find the production for that size. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think I think Ontario Wilson is going to make it uh, on a team somewhere. The, the mm, thing with the, the thing with 
Florida State is it's another thing. They need production. The receivers need production. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, there hasn't been a single guy the last two years have more than what four hundred receiving yards. Four fifty. Mm-hmm. Come on, four fifty. Okay. <laughs> like, could a guy explode like a Johnny Wilson or a Mega Pittman? I, I think that you'll have a better passing offense. You, you know, we've already kind of talked about it. You know, uh, that'd be later though, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. At least, but it, as noted though, five. There's definitely at least five guys that we think that will be drafted, which is a whole different story from projecting there's, two, there's still, there's still maybe three. So plenty of offseason for them to go out and get another transfer if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Offensive tackle, you know, you know, just throwing it out there, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, but yeah, these two right here down here, like Mendoza saying Robert Cooper and Fabian will mm-hmm. headline a lot of that along with Jamie. But um, those, are two, those are two NFL products that are could, currently could on Florida State's defensive line. Yeah, I was about to say Derek McClendon. I think that'd be one to watch, you know, if he has a season that, you know, some yep. of us think he can have. You know, Dennis Briggs, I think he'll get he'll get a look. Um, maybe Jarrett Jackson, maybe maybe Jarrett, mm-hmm. maybe JJ. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, uh, I'm yeah, excited for JJ in 2022. I am excited for him. I thought he had a really, really good spring. What about Amari Gaynor? No, no, I don't think I don't think drafted. It depends how they utilize him this year because yeah. we've yet to see him. You know. It's just one of those hybrids again. Yeah, we've yet to see him solidify a role. If he can figure out, if he can figure out what he is, and if the sack staff can figure out what he is, and he plays well in that role, then maybe. But you know, he's been here however long, and he's yet to do the same thing, and not even year to year, but game to game. But but he also fits that profile of of a guy that you know gets invited to a combine and, and blows it up. Yeah, it blows it up. We all know how. You know, I'm a, he's a gifted athlete. You know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. I think that he's just a little bit of a tweener. You know, I really like him as a pass rusher, man. I really do. You know, I, I, yes, maybe yeah. because that's what we saw a lot of him as a freshman, and you know, he made an impact. But I don't know. I, you know, I, I think if he gets a shot, I think he's a guy who would make the most out of it. Because I, 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 athletes always figure out a way to, to make it, you know. You may not have the, the experience on the field, but these guys get into a camp and they just make it. It's, it's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Anything else from the NFL draft, gentlemen? Let's make a prediction for Jermaine Johnson. What do we think? What are we thinking? What do we got? What what What's the uh... – Remind me the top. So it goes Jacksonville no, one. Yeah, remind me the three through three through six. Jacksonville one, Detroit at two, three is Houston, four is Jets, five is Giants, six is Carolina, seven goes back to the Giants, eight is Atlanta, nine is Seattle, ten is Jets. I'm going to go. Um, the Jets. I'm going to go the Jets trade up to three to get them. Ooh. Because they, because I know Houston has liked him too. It just seems like the Jets are kicking the tires pretty hard on on, on Jermaine, and I think they go up one spot just to make sure they can get him. To me, it depends on how the tackles shake out. 
Because if Iquanu and Evan Neal come off the board early, I think Carolina may take like a guy like Charles Cross at six. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's a couple guys sitting on the board there, maybe they trade back and a guy trades up and like a team like Houston trades back up to number six and, t- and takes them. Um, for now, I'll say eight to Atlanta. No. Man, no so much that guy's name, man. Yeah. Just, I'll, say, I'll say eight to Atlanta for now, maybe nine to Seattle. Uh, but I don't see him falling past there, really, at this point. Mm. Where are you going, mm. Logan? I think he's going Texans. I do think at number three. I think he's going to go number three. I think he's going to stay in that top five range. I just don't know. This, this thing's all over the place. I don't really believe all the whole Trayvon Walker stuff. Mm. Um I don't think I think this is going to be a heavy edge, and edge is so important now. Edge is so important rather than a defensive lineman going up in the middle. It really does depend on that first pick because if if the Jags take Hutchison first, I think Walker starts to fall a little bit, and the edges will move up. They're going to start. No, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think teams aren't going to feel as rushed to go up and get a Gallagher Jermaine. If if Walker goes first to the Jags, Hutchison's going to go second to Detroit. Then teams are going to start, start going. Oh, there's this is a four edge class. We got to yep. go get one of these guys. Yeah, they, 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 that's why I think that. But if if you had to pick, who who would you choose? You know, I I think I I go Evan Neal. You know, no, no. If you had the number one pick, the, yeah. the Jags just signed Cam Robinson today to a, yeah. a long term contract. So I don't uh, I don't know. I'm not saying you know if, if it was my team. You know, no, like if you're just starting starting a new team, yeah. you're taking first several. Yeah, I would probably take Neil out of talent. And build yeah. A team, yeah, Neil or the, or the kid from uh, NC State. You know, Aquano. You, you know, who will go first, Jermaine or him? Who we saw during the Senior Bowl absolutely dominated, along with the game well, that they played the last well, season. Jermaine flat dominated him. Yeah, yeah, both you, things. You just said it in the game and at the Senior Bowl. So. Jermaine, going third overall. Uh, <laughs> Are you going with me? Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm I, no, gonna... I said it before you. Yeah, he said someone's going to trade up to three and take him. I said I said the Jets are going to move up one, one, one pick to get him. I'm going to say Aquanu goes five to the Giants, and then Jermaine's a couple picks after that. Okay. But what, like why, why, why would the Giants? I don't know. Giants need offensive line. They they need it yeah, desperately. Yeah, they do, but you know, it just seems like they've also just given up on on Daniel Jones. So why did that just take the best player, period? Well, it's also the Giants that we're talking about. So yeah, it's true. Might be onto something. <laughs> Might be onto something there. That's true. I, I, I can make I, that I, same I, argument for a lot of teams there. Make that same I argument just, for the Jets. I just don't want Jermaine in, in in the Jets, man. I just don't want. I don't like the Jets. I don't. I, I, I think the, I think they're only a few players away. I think the Jets are only a few players away from making saw, a playoff run. From what we saw last season, the I think Jets? they've got. I think. I, I think they're. I think they've got what they need. They just need a wide receiver. Who are they going to beat in that division? Who are they going to beat? Yeah. No. Uh, Let's look yeah. at their schedule. In, oh, their not only that division, out, but, but that conference. Yeah, My, Miami's yeah. gone full bore. The, the whole damn AFC has gone gone nutty. The it's, AFC, it's, it's gone 80s arms race. Yeah, yes. The AFC West is going to have seven playoff teams. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, yeah. 
It's going to be ridiculous. Like, Let's do their opponent. Uh, honestly, there's going to be three playoff teams out of the AS- ASC West. There may even be. I mean, there's a chance. Yeah. All, all four of them. All four, yeah, there's a chance. It really could be. Hey, don't there's sleep on be- me when the when the Jets uh, make a playoff run next year. And, 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 and and I won't Beagles. be sleeping when the Jets are 5-12 and 12 next season. They will not be. I don't believe it. I'm not a Jets fan or anything. Just, just look at, at the all. division. You have to play the Bills twice a year. You have to play the Patriots yep. twice a year. And you have to play the Dolphins twice a year. That's the at Dol- best the two and four. Dolphins those, have six, made, those two teams. Dolphins have made major moves. You know, the, the Bills are a Super Bowl front runner. Um you know, not as, long as, Bel- as long as Belichick's alive, you know, New England will do something. Um Baltimore, if you know Lamar Jackson's healthy and you know, Baltimore is always a solid team. Pittsburgh, if they could, you know, f- find something better at quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. Um, yeah, the, the Bengals are clearly here to stay, especially yeah, with yeah, them the rebuilding Bengals, their offensive yep. line this season, this offseason. I, I mean, the AFC is going to be rough. If they're in the AFC South, it's a different story because yeah. you really don't have to keep, contend with Indy and Tennessee. But I don't even know if, if, if else, I don't, I don't know, know Indy. You know, I think Indy's going to be solid. Well, the quarterback situation, you know. Matt Ryan's good enough for another year or two. Especially if they can get him a receiver. Uh, that's true. I, 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 I think he's Jonathan already got Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I think he Jonathan Taylor a... is going to be like a you know, 2,000 yard rusher here pretty soon. Doesn't surprise me. Mm. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I love the NFL draft. So many good conversations, and then they'll lead into rookie no, training. But ju- ju- just the, 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 Talent in the AFC, I, I think, is what significantly oh, better than the NFC. What does uh, Jameis need? Receivers. In New Orleans. When he needs a receiver, he needs a he needs a left tackle with Toronto Armstead going to Miami. Let's see so what I think, the, I think you get a guy the Saints like, are projecting for him. I think you get a guy like Garrett Wilson or Jameis Williams. Mm-hmm. Get one of those two guys. They're, uh, and then and then turn right back around and maybe get um, Trevor Penning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yahoo is projecting Chris Olave for yeah, the Saints. Fun. So yeah, they just—they need someone that's not Marquez Callaway as their best receiver. Isn't that think, crazy? And I like Marquez, but that's I just do too. Not a but he's just not a number. Yeah, he's not yeah. number one. What if Michael Thomas comes back with his head on straight? You know? They still Marquez Callaway is in a number two. He needs to be your number three. Yep. Yeah, he needs to be a number three guy. But do you think that uh, Alvin Kamara's days are over as a number one back? I don't think so. Not for me. Too young. I don't. I don't believe so. And if Jameis was, if if they could actually have a wide receiver room, that would open up a little bit more rest for Alvin. In my yeah, and opinion. they don't but have to I use think, him as their best receiver like they mm-hmm. did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they will open up. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? What's his name? Uh, oh, look, Jared Cook. Yeah. No, he was some veteran, right? He's there. Hold on, I'm looking. Fine, you got to be our fast researcher, Austin. I'm, I'm I'm on their website right now. So right now on roster, oh, it's Alan Trout, Adam Troutman. That's that's who it is. Hmm. Their their tight end roster right now is Jawan Johnson, Adam Troutman, and then a whole bunch of guys you never heard of. I don't know, man. I, I, Why am I thinking Jared? I mean, they had Jared Cook, you know, a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm on drugs again. No, I, I can't. 
I'm, well, uh, yeah. I, 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 I want to see Jameis. I wish we could have seen him last year, a full year under Sean Payton because they were making the playoffs. Yeah, but also screw Sean Payton. I'm very happy oh, yeah, he's retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can go eat a bag. Still has me blocked on Twitter, asshole. And look, look who you're starting now, buddy, in Pittsburgh, who I told you to start a year and a half ago, clown ball. Uh, let's jump into some basketball and wrap this thing up. There's definitely some uh, – we'll have full coverage, trust me. Yeah, we'll, we'll have full coverage of the NFL at draft starting tomorrow, all throughout the day, all the way through probably early next week. So make sure you stay tuned to NoelGameDay.com for all of that, and we'll have a podcast next Thursday at 8.30. VZ, we've got basketball stuff going left and right, breaking news, news stuff happening. Where do you want to start off with? Where do you, where do you want to start Start, us? start with Butler, because that's what everyone's going to want to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the declaration deadline Sunday night passed was kind of like a whimper. Like, no one really heard anything. Um, and then last night, the NBA released their entire, let me get the right number, uh, 283-person list of everyone that has put their name into the NBA draft. And both Malik Osborne and John Butler were on the list. Um, I'm expecting both to retain eligibility. But just from what we've heard today, it seems like Butler's – kind of leaning towards staying in the draft. Um, obviously, he has, I think it's two months before he rests to sign anything. I think the deadline's like July 19th. Because um, he's one of those guys where he's got such a tantalizing skill set at seven foot one, you know, on a good day, 200 pounds, that can shoot the three block shots, defend really four positions, um, can defend all 90 feet of the court or 94 feet of the court. So really, really intriguing skill sets just there's no production to back it up i mean he averaged less than six points per game last year you know just a few rebounds but at the same time he shot 39 percent from three at that at that size that's something a lot of teams are going to look at and go this could be interesting but i just, i don't know I, I really do not know uh, he's one of those guys i think when he signed everyone's gonna be like oh he's gonna be like a three to four year guy and by year four he's gonna be a beast at, in tallahassee and for, for him to potentially leave after one i don't know how i feel about it We'll, we'll see how this draft process goes. Um, just just from the people I've been talking to, they've been that are in that circle. They they want him to come back another year. Want to see him, you know, produce a little bit more. At the same time, you can also get him go. You know, he he struggled with injuries for most of conference play, especially once he hit the heart of it in February. He was dealing with an ankle injury, and you can look at a guy like Chad Holmgren, who's pretty similar body type, pretty similar skill set. Obviously, Holmgren has more production more history as a guy that's been a blue chip prospect more hype obviously but similar skill sets i'm not saying they're the same but butler can be seen i go if he can be a top five pick why can't at least get drafted i don't know i I really don't know how to feel about it we'll see how these next few weeks work out i I don't know if holmgren and butler could be put on like this uh not saying you're saying that but i think holmgren's just no, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying they're the same caliber yeah. player. It's just that's you could you can make the argument that's what he's seen. Um, granted, I'm not that high on Holmgren. I talked a lot, little bit about him in the Discord. <laughs> um, I'm not that high on Holmgren. I, I don't even have him in my top five, which is probably a really hot take. Um, it's just I don't know. We'll, we'll see how these next couple weeks play out. And obviously with Malik Osborne, I think he just strictly just hasn't decided yet. Just might as well put your name in. Obviously, when 283 guys put their name in, 
not all 283 guys are going to stay in. You know, there's going to be guys that drop out and yeah. and go back to college or go back overseas or wherever. So still plenty of time for it to play out. Obviously, people hear, oh, he declared for the draft. He's gone. It doesn't work that way anymore. It's been this way for like five or six years now. As noted on the article earlier, too, which I'm glad that you noted on. That's why we won't dive into being up. So what happens? John Butler's gone. What do you do now? What, uh, well, I mean, they, that'll be a later conversation. With, they've been preparing for it with bringing in Jalen Ganey, who, who could play, you know, the four and the five for Florida State this year. You know, you have Cameron Fletcher, who with another year of development can be a really good asset for that team. You, you bring a guy like Cameron Corrin, who could play the four and the five. And they're still chasing Norchad O'Meara, who ended up going to Miami, thanks to, you know, Ruiz and his NIL deals. But. You know, the force is preparing for it either way. You know, they'd obviously love to have him back, but they're also, I don't think they're going to wait on him either. So if he stays, you know, what's your gut tell you? Where's he, where's he go? I mean, if he stays and takes that next jump that we all know he can, I mean, he's a lottery pick next year, no doubt in my mind. Versus if he, versus if he, versus right now, I don't even know if he gets yeah. drafted. Well, please got good. Honest people by his side. We'll see. I mean, I was talking with a guy in the NBA today. He goes, "I don't, don't even think he's a second rounder." We'll see, we'll see how he does, you know, with the combine and and with with workouts. But I don't know. Yeah. And then for state, we put out a few pieces about a signee signees, I should say. Yeah, but both of the transfers signed yesterday in Darren Green Jr., sharpshooter from UCF. And Jalen Ganey, the defensive player of the year from the Ivy League. Both two big additions. Yeah, Melvin, you want your shooting. Darren Green is your shooting. That, that, is, <laughs> that is what you want right there. Um, mm-hmm. Guy who's going to shoot eight threes a game and make 40% of them. Um, they still might go after one more guy. It's just, just depending on what John Butler does. You know, there's names still entering the portal that um, have a lot of production, have a lot of experience that I think Florida State would benefit going after. Um, I think they're pretty upset that they didn't land Omir. So Omir is a really talented player, especially to see him go to Miami. That one hurts. That one really, really hurts. Yeah, I'm. This is gonna be a whole new team coming in. I feel like next year. There's only like five returning players, maybe four. Is that is that just? It's just, just now. It's just just how because you're not really used to that too much with you know Florida State's yeah, Leonard, especially Leonard Hamilton's Hamilton. teams. But now I think you're starting to see, you know, now the transfer portal will get introduced now and it's finally hitting the basketball program with Leonard Hamilton. I think that's going to be a new, that's going to be, we saw it last year, but it's going to take a little while to get used to, I feel like, for him. Don't you think? That's just not how it usually works, I feel like, for him and his yeah. system. I think it's also one of those where we're seeing it in football too, where kids don't have a lot of patience anymore and they just want to play. Or in a, or in a Florida State's kind of case, they don't want to be just one of ten guys. They want to be the guy. But, but then you think too. I mean, you look at guys coming off the bench and being stars like Pat Williams, um, Scotty Barnes. Even you got to think that too has got to help in recruiting, yeah, right? For, for sure. But not everyone's built the same. Some players, some players don't have that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to do what's best for them, and they think averaging twenty points and. 10 assists and three rebounds is going to help them get drafted, and it might. Um, but at the same time, you could look at, you know, Pat Williams, who averaged nine points and four rebounds, be the fourth overall pick, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, in the NBA, what you do between the season and before you get drafted matters more than anything in the NBA. Speaking of the NBA, how are our NBA Knowles doing? I don't want to talk about one that got uh, 
I got smoked last night. That's all over highlights. Where's Dustin to talk about Scotty Barnes? Oh, that is true. He's he's avoiding the smoke of Scotty Barnes winning rookie of the year. That's exactly what it is. I should be wearing my Scotty jersey right now. Yep, Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year winner. And Dustin's not on here. If people are just now listening or whichever, missed it. But earlier in the last NBA drafts, Dustin predicted – for Scotty he's not to have a great Scotty to bust. NBA, to yeah, be, a gonna be a bust. And yeah, he's that's why he's not here tonight. On a playoff team that's gonna come back from three zero, I'm calling it right now on this podcast. Oh wow! Because okay. I just I don't trust Doc Rivers. I don't trust James Harden. No, yeah, I mean they're going going back to Toronto for Game Six. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> shut up. I know you're listening. You can text the group chat all you want. Oh uh, yeah, he's trying, huh? He's he's trying. Yeah, no, he is Texan. Yeah, no, he is. Look at him listening in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, Malik Beasley died last night. I mean, <laughs> that was he. He he did. We we did lose. We did lose Malik. Has anybody <laughs> heard from him? I don't. I don't know. I mean, that was. We, we've seen John Morant get so close on so many dunks. Yeah, and, and of course it's on him, Beasley. man. Freaking playoffs. <laughs> that was filthy. That was, that man, was special, man. I mean, I, I know I've raved about him enough from when we played him in a tournament. That dude's just – he's a nasty. different kind of talent. That's just nasty, nasty. And then you, you can look at Pat, who's in his first playoffs is like, oh, yeah, you have to guard Giannis for 30 minutes a game. Have fun, man. That sucks. It's, it's not going too well. <laughs> um, he's, he's looked pretty good offensively, but trying to guard Giannis, I mean, good luck, man. They don't have anybody else to put on him? Mm-mm, no. That team is so devoid of – of big wings. Nate knows as a Bulls fan. They, they just don't have anybody that can, I mean, granted, nobody can guard Giannis at this stage in his career, but especially the Bulls, it's Pat and pretty much I, nobody else. I think it's one reason why they took a step back as the season went on. They also and, dealt with injuries. Like, you know, that, Zach Levine yeah, missed yeah. a lot of time. Lonzo missed the second half of the season. Caruso missed a lot of time. Plus, Billy Donovan just sucks. <laughs> See, I like Billy Donovan. I just, I don't know how good he is as an NBA coach. I think he's at least average. But they need to stay healthy more than anything because, I mean, Pat missed all but 15 games. Mm-hmm. Damn. Is that every NBA, Noel? Um, I mean, Trent hasn't been playing because he's dealing with a foot injury. The Sun, the Spurs didn't make it. Terrence Mann and the Clippers didn't make it. Yeah. Um, Still a good amount of Noles in there, though. Am I missing huh? anybody? I think that's everybody. Scotty, Pat, Malik, mm-hmm. Trent. Yeah, I think that's it. Cat McGilley doing his thing, and the uh, they won. They won the um, G League championship Good with for the him. Rio Grande Vipers. Good for him. Put him on a roster, please. He's too talented not to be. I need to put him on this show, VZ. I've tried a couple times. One time he said yes, and then we had some scheduling issues. The second time he said no, so I mean, we'll hey, now, now's the perfect time that we could get him on to talk about maybe the playoffs, NBA Knowles playoffs. I'll take him one on one to the rim right now. Not even okay, okay. Oh my god, not even worried about that. You still haven't haven't raced freaking Carlos yet. I keep telling him I see him all the time. I, I it's, he looks 
he's just not in shape for me right now. He's not in shape. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in one of my best shapes ever. Remember when we were supposed to do that podcast this week? Yeah, well, that that's a great point. But if we forgot, we all forgot that the NFL draft was Thursday. So No, I don't say all because I did not forget. That was the first thing I said when we got off. Well, I knew it was Thursday, but then I forgot we had a show on Thursday nights that we've been doing for two plus years on this night. So kind of forgot about that. Oopsie daisies, but yeah, we're looking to have Carlos and Kenny on for a dual combo piece, maybe hopefully next week, but there's just been so much new stuff going on, and then we had to switch things around this week, so sadly, they the people had to get us once again by ourselves, but hopefully we'll have a little, we'll have a couple of uh, months and a couple weeks of guests on here to not annoy people with just our faces all the time. I want to. I want to deep. My my goal for Kenny and Carlos is just like to deep dive into that twenty like 2012, 2013, like just dive into it. You know, we call, we always ask like the outside questions and stuff, but I want to just like dive into some of the secret sauce that was going on in that locker room and stuff, man. And I feel like those two would be perfect. I for think it. 2014 be more of a story. Well, Los has talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Northrup has too. At this point, I can't wait to get the guys around that. Like they're at the end of the Jimbo era and the first couple years of the Taggart era. I want to start getting those guys on because mm. I know they've got some stories. We've had Murray on. We've had uh, Nooney yeah, on. That want, ended up. I want, I want a few more guys. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I want I want a lot more. But yeah, Nooney, I Nooney ended up being one of our most listened pods just because of that case. You know, that's what I'm saying. People people love hearing drama. Drama, yeah. That's the backstory. Yeah. yeah, they want to know why things went badly. As as much as we love the 2013 team. People also love to hate the Taggart era. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's very easy to do that. Well, we'll, we'll get a roundup of a few guests this off season. I don't, not too worried about that. We'll get some, we'll get some guys and current players, current staff members. I still want to get uh, Coach Storms in here to see if I'm lifting of the magnitude of Robert Cooper or not. I don't know. I, I guess we should also mention that uh, FC officially announced RJ Barsh being hired. For the basketball team, yeah, uh, I think that was officially announced yesterday. New assistant. He got. He was getting a lot of love on Twitter. Jamal Crawford shouted it out. Dwayne Bacon Isaiah Thomas. Week. Yeah, there, there's a lot of guys that. I was like, hold up, is that the Isaiah Thomas that I know? Because I'm not a you know major basketball follower, but I was like, that is the Isaiah Thomas shouting out Florida State's new assistant. Maybe He's Isaiah Thomas comes pop into Tallahassee. Wait, which Isaiah Thomas was it? I gotta, I gotta look. So. The- but, the septics as they not not the real one. But because that was that oh, oh then I might this is a true story. That Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas, his I wanna say like his nephew went to Florida State while I was there and was like doing ESPN like camera stuff for him. So like he came to one of our exhibition games. There's a picture on my Instagram of me and Isaiah Thomas and outside the locker room after one game because he came and talked to the team. Oh, that's pretty fire. Yeah. That's pretty fire. Uh, Phillips coming in here asking on YouTube. Logan, as a Steelers fan, I know you who you want for first pick. I, I want Malik, says Phillip, and I also want Malik Willis. We should, do need a quarterback. Teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I want to first say that Mitchell Trubisky. I will, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wish the best for it, but I am in complete shock. I don't know what must have happened. I don't know if the Saints offered a little bit better of an, a thing for Jameis, but it, it completely shocked me. Bobby, before getting on on a six day cruise, going to go enjoy myself a little break from social media to see that we 
freaking dra- freaking brought in Mitchell Trubisky. I want Malik Willis. That's our future quarterback. If we don't put a trade up tomorrow and get him, because I was a big advocate for uh, Najee Harris. I said we were going to go grab Najee. It's going to happen and end up happening. I'm going to say that we're grabbing Malik Willis tomorrow. But I don't trust this draft. People are saying we got to trade up to get him. Some are saying that they're going to he's going to last all the way down to 20. I, I don't believe that fully. I don't think he's going to drop down to 20. At we're some gonna point, he's going to get desperate. You know, quarterback's by far the most valuable position. Teams are going to go up and get a quarterback, especially Willis, who's got all the right tools. Uh, love you, Carol, for coming in here. Could go. She's thinking number two. She's thinking um, number two. Unless, unless Hutch goes one. And Detroit's like, well, mm-hmm. I just don't want to have to root for another FSU guy in my same division. Timmy, yeah, the cookout news here. Tallahassee's getting a cookout. I guess it was a really battle between Louisville fans and Florida State fans and Tallahassee people, but yeah, that got is a cookout gonna restaurant. That's going to be clutch. That's going to be clutch, man. Cook, Louisville State's look losing. Cookout is phenomenal. See, I don't know about phenomenal, but it's cheap, which is no. why it's good. Cookout is phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> you got to remember, Here's- Whataburger is one of – Nate's most favorite prize possession places to go eat. No, Which I'm not, not there's no knock name, on water. My name is not Dustin. My, hey, my, Dustin my, is four weeks off of uh fast food, by the way. I, I I wouldn't call it a a favorite. It's good. And it's, a, it's, it's good. like a B tier. Yeah. Because when you it, when you combine the price with the food, it's you know, it yeah. makes it worth it. That's why you see me eating it, is because I, I can get it for six bucks on my way home. I can eat it during the podcast. What what saved my cookout tray was the cheese bites. Getting the cheese bites was a game changer. Mm. Mm. Now you're getting me hungry. Mm. Now let's keep it so, up. I want to get more hungry. What's your pick going to be, Nate, for the Bears? Who do you who do you want? Y'all need a new quarterback, right? Well, they don't have a pick until like the third round, right? Yeah, they don't have I'm a joking. They don't have a pick in the first two rounds. Yeah. So who, who do you want in the third round? Uh, the best wide receiver available. <laughs> <laughs> The best wide joking, receiver but... or the best tackle, because whether or not you, the, Justin the Bears Fields is a quarterback of that team, the Bears are another team like the Falcons. They just need anything. They just need something there. They just need talent. They got they got some, they got a little bit of juice on defense. I mean, but you trade away Klomac. Akeem Hicks is gone. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, on Smith, but yeah, uh, yeah, you trade away Cole Mack because they cut, cut Eddie like, Goldman. They're a couple years away. I mean, they're, they're t- more than a couple years away. <laughs> get what you can out of out of Cole Mack. You know, get some, you know, get something to build on. Get some picks. Get get something. So, um, I, I I I just think that within four years. Feels to have that team as a playoff team. I need my new quarterback. This is one of the best quarterbacks ever in NFL history. If definitely <laughs> top three, top three. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if you can't see it or not on your uh, tiny phone. But we'll be we'll be replacing him with Malik Willis. It's going to take a long while for him to get going. I don't think anybody will live up to Big Ben's. Legacy not only in Pittsburgh, but the NFL alone. What he did for this nation. But Malik well, Willis is going to be my new quarterback. Well, females are definitely safer. 
<laughs> the females of Pittsburgh are definitely the defenses. The defenses that he faced. The defenses. Yeah, yeah the no. defenses he faced. No. Yeah. Not no, not last year. Last year, the teams were happy to play the Steelers when when Ben was playing. Nah, nah, nah. Got in that nah, noodle nah. arm. Nah, 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 nah. The females are definitely feeling more safe. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to get out of here. But uh, yeah, hope everybody enjoys the NFL draft starting tomorrow uh, night, prime time. We will see if Jermaine Johnson. This would be potentially a top five pick, which the last time that happened was Jalen Ramsey. And turned out pretty the Rams, good. Or the Rams, the friggin' Jaguars. He turned out pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think Jalen did pretty good. It yeah. was, usually Florida State defenders do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, you saw Derwin James drop, but you saw how idiotic that, that was. That was just awful. <laughs> that and was that idiotic. Shows, that shows you how devalued safeties are nowadays, that Derwin went 17th. Isn't that crazy? And Dalvin, but, I don't even want to talk about Dalvin. Don't even get me started. I've, but but, but, running back. Hold, but on the well, flip side. I'd still, I mean, look at him. How much on does. the flip side, you know, Derwin goes out and has an all pro rookie season, rookie season, and then Ben's hurt for two straight years. And, and then the Cardinals go and, and take Simmons, they overdraft for him, thinking that what well, they took him at nine, I think yeah, it was. So, thinking that he could be another Derwin. So, Derwin may have been undervalued, but I think he also flipped the switch on that. Mm-hmm. Derwin's the best safety in the game. I mean, but we're also seeing that with Kyle Hamilton this year where, you know, for a long time he's a top five prospect. Now it's not even sure he's going to go top 15. Yeah, I saw one where he was he dropped to 14. I, I saw one today where he dropped to 20 or 21. Jeez. Sorry. Well, wow. it's because he would not run like a 4.8. Yeah, it was like a 4.62 or something. I don't know. That, that, that interception he had against FSU where he came across from the other sideline. Oh, it was phenomenal. Was one of the best plays I've ever seen. And it, it, you, you can see it happening live. As, he read as, it. as soon as he saw it, man, I don't give a shit what he runs on the 40. This guy got to that other other sideline very quickly. Well, you can tell that we do like the NFL draft here, so we did spend a good amount draft. of time on love it. it. Yeah, we love the NFL draft. We'll have full coverage for you guys starting tomorrow. Make sure you guys stay tuned to that. We'll be recording next Thursday at 8.30. That's our usual time. I know it's a little weird this week, but we'll be back into the rotation Um about eight days from now we'll see if jermaine johnson gets top five we'll see gonna be a fun night for fsu fans nonetheless to be watching the 2022 nfl draft everybody enjoy the weekend hit the subscribe button hit the like button appreciate everybody listening in to us this evening we'll talk to you guys next week peace Mama told me, uh, not to sell work. Mama said it to